It's time for the LaneCast with Montana's very own Talkin' Ag, Lane Nordland, your voice for agriculture. Alrighty, friends, welcome back to the Agriculture Conversation. Uh, joining us is the media past president of the Montana Grain Growers Association as we check in with our Grain Growers members and leaders today. Vince Matson, Chester, Montana native, joins us. And Vince, uh, you're actually uh, calling in from the cab of your pickup uh, at a rest stop outside of Great Falls as you make your way back to Chester. How, how are things going today? Oh, they're doing just fine. A uh, little weather here in Great Falls. Unfortunately, I don't think we got much of it up in Chester, which I desperately need, but uh, it's nice to know that it can happen. So hopefully it keeps heading my way. Well, uh, you know, I, I, I was able to make it up to your operation there last summer, a few weeks before harvest began. And I know talking to you, uh, well, it'd be a few more weeks away but uh, from a year ago, when, when tough the uh, it was still pretty tough conditions up there for your for your winter wheat crop. But uh, how are things looking this year on the 2021 crop? Um, things are just starting to come out of dormancy now. Um, we went and looked at some winter wheat uh, on Friday, and while it's uh, it looks pretty rough from the road yet, it is still green and it's still living. Um, but it is going to need a a major drink of water here uh, very, very soon. Like yesterday would have been good. <laughs> well, but. yeah, hopefully you can get some of that good precip. I mean, it's uh, it's needed. I know we had that cold, cold temperatures. And uh, did, did you have any snow on the ground to kind of help insulate your winter wheat uh, a few, few weeks ago when we had that uh, 30, 40 below on a given day? Uh, just a little bit, yes. And everything seems to have survived that there's been a lot of wind this winter Mm -hmm. so um even in the places where there we were worried about some wind damage it looks like for the most part as of now um that the winter wheat should have made it but it a little water would definitely uh help those plants decide whether they're going to live and die here well, as you have told me many times that winter wheat is a very resilient crop when it does get a little bit of drink of water. So hopefully uh, you do get some some wet, wet snow maybe here in the coming weeks or, or rain as we continue to move throughout the springtime. Hard, hard to believe it is already spring here in 2021. I mean, it's... Some of this uh, quarantine and going through the pandemic seems to have flown by and other aspects of it seems to have just dr- drug on. So it's just it's hard to believe that it's springtime and and hopefully that does bring some nice, nice showers with it. But uh, as we get to the meat of our conversation here today, Vince, uh, even with the pandemic, uh, the Montana Grain Growers has been very active uh, on the state level. We have our Montana legislature underway in the state of Montana and, and also on the national front, uh, MGGA's involvement with the National Association of Wheat Growers or NOG, as, as it is referred to in the acronym form, which is probably one of my favorite uh, acronyms of ag organizations, NOG, because when, when people hear that, they're like, are you talking about ag NOG or what are you talking about? But <laughs> no, it's 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 the it's the wheat growers. But uh, on the national front, uh, Vince, you were actually able to travel outside of the state uh, with the National Association of uh, uh, Wheat Growers. Uh, what were some of those key things that were addressed uh, with this NOG meeting, I believe, that took place down in Texas recently? 
Yes, Elaine. We were down in Dallas, Texas, and it was just uh, uh, immediately following that horrible cold that they had down there. So things were uh, on the mend. Uh, you couldn't really tell from where we were that there was much uh, disaster going on, but nonetheless, it was things were a little bit different from that as they recovered. But uh, we. Yeah, it was our national or our annual meeting. The, generally, we have that during Commodity Classic, but that was canceled this year. And this is the first time that that group has actually joined since the Commodity Classic last year in person. So we had a lot to talk about in, in person and uh, several meetings after the meeting just to catch up on and fill in a few gaps that Zoom cannot seem to quite cover. Well, that's that that was going to be my next talking point, Vance, is just I think Zoom has just changed the game so much in a positive way. But I think folks are getting zoomed out at, at this point and, and having that face to face interaction, especially when you're advocating for your industry and trying to make important decisions to policy and, and working on trade issues, pricing, everything that that comes into an agricultural commodities uh, uh, advocacy standpoints. What what were some of the key things uh, that you thought were accomplished down there on, on the trade front, on, on new markets? What, what can, can you share a little more on that end of things? Yes, as, um, trade. We always talk about you know new markets and and uh, so on and so forth. A lot. I wouldn't say we're, we're always working on trade, but largely. I think a lot of our major mission there has been accomplished uh, over the last two or three years. Um, but uh, climate and uh, climate legislation was kind of uh, the meat of what we talked about and making sure our policy is set and whatever this new administration throws at us, we are prepared for it and able to make correct adjustments to benefit our wheat growers around the country and specifically in Montana. Climate has been at the forefront uh, since uh, President Biden was inaugurated. Um, talking about uh, carbon, possible carbon credits through the Commodity Credit Corporation and, and, and whatnot. But again, this is a lot of uh, talk out in Washington, D.C. But when, when we look at farm bill programs, and we're going to be working on a farm bill here very, very soon. What are some of the items that NOG wants to have in place when it comes to sitting at the table when it, uh, out in Washington, D.C., uh, NOG's role in helping uh, the wheat industry have a positive farm bill outcome? Yes, and uh, it's a little hard to set legislation when you don't know what's coming at you. And, and this carbon credit program that they keep talking about is, is one of those issues. And we just want to make sure when it's said and done that whatever program comes out isn't going to be a net negative to the wheat farmer or barley farmer here in Montana. And that's what we're striving for one way or another. Um, it's it's a positive gain for everybody, and people are rewarded for what they've been doing that benefits the environment and and the soil. And uh, hopefully, we can bring everyone else up to uh, to that par. Um, that's that seems to be a lot of the hardest part. I, I think generally in in wheat country and 
probably specifically in Montana, in my opinion. I think uh, the farmers here do a very good job um, on both those aspects in, in environment and in soil health. So I think I think there's a large part of this area that just needs to be rewarded for that, uh, being ahead of that curve, you know, um, of soil health and, and environmentally conscious and friendly. Um, also, conservation is another topic that this administration's been working on a lot and just making sure that any new conservation programs that come out are, um, are working land conservation. Uh, we all know what CRP has done to many of these small communities around the state and country, and uh, we, we don't want to see a lot of that land go back into just grass and people leave the communities anymore. We're, these small communities are already struggling and they don't need any help in that category. So um, I'll let you see if you have any questions on those two and then we'll, I've got a few more after that. <laughs> <laughs> well, again, like you mentioned, it is just so difficult to be able to understand what uh or trying to understand what these policies may be when it's just hearsay or rhetoric out in washington dc so uh conservation and uh climate still going to be top priorities uh for the the wheat growers and the montana grain growers on, on so many levels as we continue to make our way uh through uh this uh, biden administration but also um here in montana we do have a legislative session underway and again, this happens every two years, and it is happening in the middle of the pandemic. Yes, we have vaccines being rolled out, but I, I'm actually surprised that the legislature has been able to actually pretty much fulfill its duties. I, if you would ask me at the start of it, I, I wouldn't have thought that the legislature would have still been meeting in person. But, you know, that, that's very good news. I'm glad they are. It shows that, uh, you know, we, we are making our way through this pandemic. Um have, has there been a lot of priorities on behalf of uh, the Montana grain growers uh, taking place? Or, 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 or I mean, because some sessions there's a lot of key bills that uh, the grain growers may be putting forward uh, or working on. What, what, what has been the atmosphere and policy-wise for grain growers this year? Um, no, we haven't proposed any. There's just been, a, you know, keeping our eye on um, taxation, property rights, uh, you know, trade, transportation, all those key things. Um, we did have one bill uh, in the governor's tax plan that uh, we had some issue with, and and this uh, Gianforte's administration, we we were able to work through that with them and and got to some point of compromise. It wasn't. I think we still have some work to do there, but. Uh, it was definitely nice to be able to just have conversation with uh, with this governorship that we have in place right now. Um, also, we testified, I think Mitch Conan and several others testified uh, in support of a bill that was uh, about the heritage kind of heritage land type of people that are buying up land and, and uh, are getting control of land and, and essentially making them non-farmable and non-usable or non-ranchable even for that matter. And uh, we think that's a infringement on our property rights and, and uh, would like to see that. Anyway, we were in support of that bill. Um, 
there's been a few irrigation bills that um, President Conan has uh, worked on. Other than that, you know, just just kind of making sure we're all protected and 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 nothing crazy happens is all mostly. Well, it's it is kind of nice to be able to at this point, you know, uh, the grain growers are there on behalf of their members, and they're going to be advocating. They're going to be sitting in and listening on all of these key issues. But to not have a big fight on your hands is always very nice. But again. For your uh, for our listeners out there, I mean, the grain growers are there; they're still advocating. But uh, it is kind of nice to have a an easier legislative session. And and actually, just to mention that bill on the uh, proposed Big Sky National Heritage Areas uh, that would have a, a heritage area that uh, is opposed by a majority of landowners and realtors and builders and and farmers and ranchers and Cascade and Shoto and. Uh, trying to think what they're I'm, I'm missing a county but i've done, i've had actually this conversation yep. with the montana stock growers that uh i know uh wrote the bill and representative kasmeyer at fort benton put forward for him but yep. uh uh really in depth hill and blaine county were in there too okay. and uh and also uh, but another thing not to uh speak over there but um i know all the egg experiment stations for msu the maze stations were making sure they were all funded and some new projects and some building upgrades that all seemed to pass relatively easily thank god this session sometimes that can be a bit of a fight but uh that that went over relatively well and easily so well we're not done yet so but uh so far so good on that front no like you said it can be so frustrating just the back and forth on uh funding for our our maze stations that i'm glad to hear that that went smoothly i was i it, it seems that it hasn't even really been talked about all that much i know it has i've seen some tweets out there but uh glad to see that's all all moving along very very good and and you know we we mentioned trade vents earlier when we were talking about mgga's involvement with the national association uh, of wheat growers but uh, you actually had the opportunity to uh, sit down with a delegation from taiwan just today um, could you maybe talk about you know, why this uh, delegation was in the state of Montana, especially during a pandemic, and uh, and what uh, what were some of the goals of the grain growers in this meeting? Uh, yes, their main goal was uh, we are Montana is trying to reopen uh, a Montana trade office that was in Taipei, uh, Taiwan, that was closed down during the Schweitzer governorship. And, uh, anyway, there is legislation and, um, progress being moved to reopen that office. So they were here, uh, largely in support of that and would like to see trade relations, uh, improve and, and keep shipping Montana goods, uh, both beef and grain, uh, specifically to Taiwan. So, um, their main directive was to try and get that, uh, that office back open and uh, improve trade to uh, from Montana specifically to Taiwan. So um, we had a great luncheon with them and uh, Farm Bureau was there, the stock growers were there and had a nice little uh, private luncheon with them and very, very engaging. And uh, they just uh, were very easy to talk to, very open to more trade and more products and agriculture in general. They know what we produce, and they know the quality we produce, 
and uh, they just want more of it, and they want more of it easily. <laughs> exactly. Well, that's that's great to hear, and uh, especially, like I mentioned, during the pandemic, still having the conversations with these key trade partners and, and to increase that trade, it, it'd be so much, so much beneficial to uh, Montana's grain sector and beef, as you mentioned. Um, uh, so uh, I, I'll look forward to kind of tracking that and uh, through the legislature and uh, the progress of reopening at Montana Trade Office in Taiwan. But uh, uh, before I, I ask you about any more grain grower events, uh, how are your March Madness brackets holding up? This is the first year I think in my whole life I'd never filled one out. So um, I just I'm a Duke basketball fan, and they didn't even make the tournament this year. <laughs> So, uh, which is, uh, very rare. And, uh, so I largely have not been following college basketball this year and, uh, just for whatever reason, just did not fill one out, but I would guarantee you it'd be busted. So, uh, I have watched quite a few of the games here and, uh, it's been a great tournament, but I, I I will guarantee you this is the first time I'm pretty sure in my whole life I have not filled out a bracket this year. So, so but, a, a silent protest in, with uh, Coach K there, I guess, since uh, since Duke didn't make it. All, uh, that's 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 why you you didn't do it, hey? <laughs> there you go. Uh, he he's allowed one bad year in uh, I don't know how many years, forty fifty years he's been coaching there. Yeah. <laughs> well, I. I still, when we, as of this recording, you know, we, we just saw the round of 32 wrap up, so we're waiting for the Sweet 16 to kick off. I still have Gonzaga uh, going to the, the, the final dance there, so that's going to be my only hope of uh, uh, getting uh, getting a win in, in, the, in the bracket pool that I'm in because uh, I lost a lot of uh, upsets, uh, lost a lot of point possibilities there. But you know what? It's March Madness. <laughs> that's right. Boy, I watched I watch Gonzaga's play. They they look really good. So we'll that would be I'd probably if I was to put money on that on team right now, I'd 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 put it on Gonzaga. And and but who uh, who knows? Well, and how about Kansas getting beat? I don't know if you were able to watch that game last night, but I was wow, that uh there's been some good basketball, but as we digress back to our grain growers topic, uh, Vince, I know you got to get back on the road to get back up to the farm, but uh, uh, anything else that the Montana grain growers is up to? Uh, any reminders? Is the golf tournament still going to be a go? Yes, as of now, the golf tournament is a go. Um, we're accepting, I think we just opened uh, up registration for that maybe a couple weeks ago. Um, also, we kind of have a new membership drive, as you're a little bit aware of, that we're trying to push out. And, and uh, so there's a bit of some friendly competition going on between directors and stuff to get some membership signed up. And also some more uh, advertising and um, uh, social media type stuff coming out. So hopefully you hear the Montana Grain Growers uh, uh, out and about a little bit more than normal. So uh, if you are already a member, consider uh, increasing your membership level. Or if you know a neighbor or a friend that should be a, a member, please ask them to sign up and put your name down on it. You might get a prize. So uh, anyway, that's that's kind of a new new big deal, I guess, for us. We're 
trying to do a, a little bit more, I'd say, aggressive membership push than we have in the past. Well, and, and Vince, we just talked about all the work that MGGA does in Helena during the legislative session, working on these trade agreements, uh, uh, the work that uh, MGGA and NOG do on behalf of members. You know, and that's that's where the membership dollars are going. It's to make sure that Montana's grain industry has a future. What is your message to young producers or producers that maybe haven't paid their dues in a few years about the importance of of paying these dues? Because I know a lot of folks will say, "Well, God, the markets are so bad. I just I just can't afford to do it." You know, and I hear that a lot from a lot of farmers and ranchers out there. But when when times are tough, that's when it is so important to be involved with. Uh, these associations what what is your message to the producers out there on on paying those dues or maybe upping those dues to a new cat category level just to make sure that uh, montana's grain industry is represented on the state and national level to its fullest extent well just remember when times are tough that's that's when these dollars mean the most you know and that's a largely when a lot of these programs are designed to start kicking in so i mean you know, your CFAP check, your PLC check, your crop insurance, um, all these things, your PPP loans, if you're able to get those, the EIDL, the WIP Plus, um, if you're involved in CSP or EQIP program or CS- CRP for that matter, um, all these things. Yeah, I mean, if you don't pay for one or two years, you know, someone will probably pick up the slack. But if everyone keeps leaving and these membership organizations don't have enough to keep going, um, your voice is not going to be heard. Uh, and, and slowly but surely, these programs won't be here when you need them. And that's that's the main message that I'd like to send. It's uh, just just remember where where these dollars are coming from, and, and it's largely because of these membership organizations that you're involved in. Not just grain growers, there's a lot of others that you can be involved in as well, but obviously I have a little bias towards uh, the Montana grain growers, and I, I think we do a pretty darn good job and, and give you a pretty good bang for your buck. So uh, um, get involved and, and uh, uh convention the golf tournament and uh whatever else coming around uh they're they're great events and the people that come to them are are great farmers and ranchers and people in general as well so well vince thank you so much for your insight and your words on that and it is important to be involved in an industry organization that represents the hard work of uh grain producers here in the state of montana and check out the montana grain growers association website at mgga.org and pay those dues and get signed up for the golf tournament and i know most of us are are, are really uh can't wait to see our friends face to face and i know we're getting pretty close uh, to that reality happening but vince matson before i let you go anything else that you would just like to share before i let you jump back on the interstate no, I think I'm good to go there, Lane. So I uh, hope everyone has a good, safe har- harvest and growing season this year. And I uh, hope you get plenty of rain. And if you get too much, you can always send it up to Chester. I'll uh, I'll probably be needing it. So uh, <laughs> don't forget about us uh, North Creepy people up there. 
Well, perfect. Again, Vince Matson, immediate past president of the Montana Grain Growers, uh, uh, pulling over on the side of the road and joining us here today, giving an update with our friends at the Montana Grain Growers. Again, check them out at mgga.org. That will do it for today's Agriculture Conversation. I'm Lane Nordland. Catch you next time. Thank you for tuning in to the LaneCast with Talk and Ag, Lane Nordland. For more on Lane, check out his Facebook page, Lane Nordland Ag Broadcaster and NordlandCommunications.com. Don't forget to subscribe to the LaneCast on your Apple or Android devices. We look forward to joining you next time on the LaneCast.